the mana, the spirit. We feed off each other and the satisfaction is sharing with others. We, the Pacific Savages, am soon. Hell yeah. All right, that was a great clip from the episode you're about to listen to. Welcome back to the Seven Generation Podcast. This is your host, Dr. B. I had an opportunity to go visit SoCal this past weekend, and I have a bunch of episodes that I'm going to be releasing all week long to promote the PSR, the Pacific Sovereignty Run, which is taking place Saturday, June 17, 2023 at the Elks Lodge. 7212 Melrose Street, Buena Park, California. It starts at 12 noon, goes to 5 p.m. There is a bike blessing at 11 a.m. So if you're a rider, you need to go out to this bike blessing. You got to go check out the PSR. This episode, I'm sitting down with the Pacific Savages MC. We're going to talk about the history of the SoCal Pacific Savages movement and a bunch of other really great content. You don't want to miss this episode. You're going to love it. But the main point really is to promote the PSR. Again, it's taking place June 17, 2023 at the Elks Lodge, 7212 Melrose Street, Buena Park, California. Starts at 12 noon. We're going to talk about the event. We're going to talk about the Pacific Savages, the SoCal tribes, the SoCal chapters doing their thing. You're going to love this episode. So let's jump right in. Want to get to know a little bit more about the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club. The Seven Generation Podcast has a strong relationship with this organization going back almost three years ago when we first sat down with the club. And we got a whole new set of Pacific Savages that we're talking to today. And we're going to give you all an opportunity to introduce yourselves. So we're going to start over here. My man, what's, that, what's happening? Uh, my name's Chino Man from Southern California, uh, one of the older savages in the area and uh, from Malka Tribe. Um, one of the originators of Southern California, and uh, we're able to work with a bunch of good guys, and um, here we are to represent our club and introduce everybody. Wonderful. So you've been in the organization for over a decade. Yeah, I'm an 11 and a half year member. Um, Southern California started October. We all have a discrepancy, but second weekend of October 2008, uh, we're the second tribe that started in Pacific Savages MC. Beautiful, beautiful. We're going to definitely lean on you a lot with the history. You've been around the club for quite a while. Uh, Let's uh, introduce Breads here. What's happening, my man? You were with us last time we we did this, but I'm really happy to have you back on the show. Yeah, thank you, Us. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm Breads. I'm with Alakai Tribe, and we're located in Los Angeles. And how long have you been in the club? Uh, Two years now. Right on. Welcome back to the show. All right, my man. What's happening? Introduce yourself to... uh, our listeners here uh they call me buzz um i'm from bakanawa tribe uh i've I've been with the savs for close to three years now been doing a lot of footwork here and um in the the socal area happy to be here and um just have the brothers that i have all right culture within the movement of this club and everything we're doing I love it. I love it. And we're in a undisclosed location here, but you can see the, if you're watching this live on YouTube, which we have a a few people who are, if you catch it later, or you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple podcasts, whatever, um, I'm not going to give you our location, but I'll just say it's kind of cool. And I'll let you talk about a little bit about where we're at right, right now, my man. Uh, What's going on guys. I'm Clips from Malka tribe, Um, Junior Russo, 
six months. Um, they call me Clips because I cut hair. So currently we're in my garage. Uh, I cut hair in my garage a couple days out of the week, but for the most part, I'm currently working on a my own personal studio for more of an exclusive private uh, experience for my clients and, and that's going to be located in Rancho Cucamonga. And you have quite a social media following. You are a social media darling. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> Sweetheart. I'm all right. So, um, so, you know, before we get started on the history, so what brought you to the Pacific Savages? Um, it was more so for me, it was more so of just kind of getting more in tune for like with, my culture, uh, being Filipino. Um, growing up, I didn't really hang out with a lot of Islanders or Asians or anything like that. So for me, it was just more being able to get closer with um, my culture and you know other other Islanders. Yeah, that seems to be a common theme when it, you know whenever I talk to uh, a lot of members of the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club. They talk a lot about culture, Chino Man. So can you kind of give us that component to uh, this uh, really unique MC? Why is there a need to have a motorcycle club that's based around uh, the Islander culture? Well, one thing that I feel that's unique about the club is, you know, we're all from, you know, we're all Islander. Obviously, we're brown. Uh, the cool thing is, you know, unlike a lot of the other guys that we go out, we hit their events, they're all really cool, we respect them, but now it's our identity. We're able to throw these events, you know, we do the good food, we have entertainment, and we have a lot of fun out there. Um, so it, it is different. Um, we got to show everybody our culture that there's actually now some Islanders that ride bike. We love the culture, and we're going to show them what we're about. Uh, might not be some of the big clubs, but we're representing us as best as we can. And there's a lot of us. And um, I think that's different. You know, every time we get a lot of compliments about the food and what we're bringing to the table, and it is different. And uh, we just appreciate being out there and working hard with other people. And they do recognize who we are, and they come to the events and have fun. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, Buzz and, and Breads, I'm just really interested. What brought you to the Pacific Savages? I'll go first. Um, so I, I think for me, I, I was always fascinated in my culture. Obviously, I know that's that's the topic of discussion here. Um, just digging deeper into it, I, I always enjoyed riding motorcycles. Uh, I was actually at the Long Beach swap meet, and, um, you know, you see the typical Hispanic motorcycle clubs coming through, um, the Caucasians. Uh, I just was curious to see if there was anybody out there that was, I guess, like me or of, of some sort of indigenous roots, not necessarily just Islander. Um, and I think, you know, I saw a couple guys from the Pacific Savages walking through as I was working and helping out a buddy who was a vendor at the Long Beach Swamp Meet. And I saw a couple Pacific Savages walk by and it, it tripped me out um, to see, you know, some common looking people uh, in patches. Um, so I, from there, I kind of dug deep into who the Pacific Savages were, um, what they were about. There wasn't a whole lot, um, especially the part of SoCal that I'm at, there was nobody out there. So 
Um, my brother, who's also a member, my younger brother, um, ran into these guys, ran into who are now my brothers, um, ran into them, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, out in, uh, I, I believe, Carson area, and um, made the introduction from there, and that's kind of how we broke the ice. Um, but like I said, I mean, for me, it was always, I've always had a thing with, de- you know, digging deeper into my own roots, my culture, looking further into it, and finding out that there was Pacific Savages, and, you know, it was a motorcycle club, something, like I said, I enjoyed doing. Um, that's kind of where it went from there. Beautiful, beautiful, my man. Yeah, so for me, one of the reasons why I joined the Savs was because I particularly at the, at, the, at that point in my in my life I was you know I was down pretty bad so I needed to find something that was larger than myself so what better thing to find than the Pacific Savages MC gave my new brothers um, I was brought in by my cousin Buzz over here so you know it, it's more so for me a lot to do with the community services that we do as a club and what we do for our community because I was getting pretty into that too when I started so that, that's the reason that's the main reason was to find something larger than myself you know not to be selfish. Right on. Beautiful. And so y'all been doing this for a little while, but you guys are kind of moving up and you're in leadership positions. And how's that working out for you? It's it's been a lot. It's been a lot. But I mean, I I think we've got a great solid group of guys um, down here in SoCal. A lot of young guys, a lot of new, um, I guess you could say new generation Pacific Savages um, who, you know, we've all got a really great relationship down here. not to say we don't with our bros everywhere else, but um, I think, you know, within our region in SoCal, we're doing a great job staying close and helping each other out as much as we can and covering everything from community to, um, you know, again, more culture-related stuff. But uh, I think our brotherhood is pretty is pretty strong all throughout. And, I mean, that, you know, in terms of being in leadership, it's been a lot. It's been a huge task to kind of take on, but um, I think just having – you know, these positive brothers around me that, you know, for, speaking for myself, it, it's been what's been motivating for me. Beautiful. Say the least, yeah. So, so Chino, man, you've been doing this for, again, 11 years. Man, tell us something that people don't know about the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club. It could be a little bit of the history or just something that you want to share that um, you think people would find interesting about the club. Because obviously this organization is very unique. Uh, there's a lot of people who may be listening to this, especially in other parts of the world. I mean, we have people who listen to this show basically everywhere on, on every continent. And they may not be very familiar with the Islander culture, may not be very familiar with the MC culture. So what can you tell us about the history of the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club that you think people would find interesting? Well, you know, at the beginning, um, you know, we're obviously Islander. We know our culture. Uh, a lot of the promotions and when, when we all got together, it was just hitting the bigger Islander events. So it would be whole Laulea, we do FIFA. And then from there, we met a lot of people that wanted to come in. Uh, they saw a new, a new organization that rode bike and were Islander. Um, so they started tapping in with the club. We were able to grow, gain a lot of membership. But I'll be honest, the minute you know we started growing and we have an MC part patch on our back, you know, that's when we actually had to start going out there and introducing ourselves to the MC community. Everybody in it, in our local area, Inland Empire handled the Inland Empire, guys in Orange County handled that. My dudes in LA and San Fernando, they handled that. So what kind of made it different was not that we created a lane, there was already Islanders riding, 
but we're probably the first ones and the biggest ones that actually ran this protocol and actually got to meet a lot of the clubs out there, introducing who we are, what we're about. And you know what? Islanders are different. We're friendly people to those who are friendly to us. And then, you know, we show them our culture. You know, we're all about uh, entertainment, food, and other stuff that we could bring that is different in the community. And um, I think it's special because not too many people are offering uh, the, the, the type of um, businesses and our, our events that we're doing. And it's really different. And I think people are migrating to that. They see it and we get a lot of compliments. Yeah, outstanding. So we are uh, in Southern California and the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club started up in the Bay Area. So maybe we can talk about, so what is the structure down here? How many chapters do we have? I, I, maybe you can explain how we don't call them chapters. We call them tribes and we can talk a little bit. Obviously we don't give out numbers. We don't give out a lot of, you know, some of those details, but what can you tell us about the structure down here in SoCal? Um, basically as far as our structure and you know, how many tribes we got down here, I could just say that we pretty much have all the major counties and cities, uh, metropolitan areas covered. Um, from San Diego up till actually central. So we're, we're pretty structured as far as our numbers goes. I mean, we are predominantly the largest, you know, Islander, Southeast Asian or Asian club there is currently right now. And, um, we actually are in other States too, as well. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that buzz about how, how you guys are run down here in SoCal? Um, as far as how we run, I think, uh, communication has been, has been a key thing for us. Um, you know, just, just creating an open line of communication, not only within ourselves and leadership down here, um, but with leadership from other tribes outside of SoCal, um, and, and as well as with, you know, members from other, other clubs and entities as well. Just kind of create, I mean, that, that's pretty much what we do. I mean, we work with each other to make sure that everything is covered with what we need in terms of, you know, whether there's local events from either community or MC-based type of events um we always try to make sure that there's enough people uh from from any of the surrounding tribes to to be able to cover those grounds and um kind of show face and show the patch um and, and then again you know let the community know what we're about um so that, that's kind of how things go yeah absolutely Chino man what can you tell us about how how did uh socal develop as a motorcycle club in this area um was it San Diego? Was it L.A.? Can you kind of give us some of that history? Well, Southern California Savages started in Malka Tribe area in Inland Empire. Um, that's where a lot of us uh, first got together. And um, pretty much we were up all, in a, all up in a garage. And then from different people, different cities, people coming along. We had Orange County. We had L.A. We had San Diego. Orange County and L.A. was the first tribe that we started after... Maka tribe in Southern California. From there went to San Diego, and then it grew. More people kind of migrated in, started running in the motorcycle community, introduced ourselves to other clubs, hitting events all across the board in every county. And then the other Islander identity out there actually started seeing us and reaching out, and that's how we actually met a lot of people. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, uh, Brett's touched on something is that the Pacific Savages, again, we don't talk numbers, obviously, but, I mean, there's a lot of Pacific Savages out there. There's a few. Right? There's a, there's a few. <laughs> there's a few Savs out there. So what is it? What is it about the club that's drawing all, all these people in? I think particularly the biggest thing that, you know, 
And these are the, like, you know, to me personally, it's one of the three things that that's most important that I hold dearly to smoke on my back, right? Is we practice, preserve and protect our culture. So we get a lot of people from, you know, Southeast Asia, Asia, Island, you know, Tonga, Samoa, even the Philippines coming in here, and they basically want to practice the same thing. It's all about keeping and, you know, keeping and practicing our culture and teaching on to others what we were taught. So basically, that's the biggest thing I think that's uh, the major gravitational pull towards our club. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm kind of impressed <laughs> by that. <laughs> And you know, I mean, there is a there. I mean, obviously, there's a, a cool factor uh, to the motorcycle club culture, and there's also a fear factor to it, right? I mean, there's some people who think it's cool, it's interesting. You guys ride these really super loud bikes, um, and you know, some of you look kind of scary. I mean, you guys are obviously very handsome, very good looking, and not frightening at all. Wait, are you sure? <laughs> especially, <this guy? laughs> especially you know, man over here, you know. Um, but, um, I mean, you know, a lot of people are, are frightened of, of people who ride bikes and they think that, you know, you guys are all out there being gangsters and doing wild shit. Um, tell us a little bit about what is it like to be in a motorcycle club? Well, I mean, pretty much when we're out there, we all ride bikes. I think that's our common tie. When you're in a motorcycle club, you're supposed to ride motorcycles, you know? So, um, I think that's what was real special about us was, you know, there is an Islander community that liked Harleys and actually get out there and ride their bike. You know, um, you know, there it, it's not just, you know, part of the Hispanic or Caucasian or even, you know, the blacks. That I mean, ride. The, that, it, that's it's a, a gr- it's another identity. Yeah, it's a yeah. great point. There's a lot of Islanders who like oh, to yeah, ride, man, you know, a lot of, you know, you see a lot of different personalities that are coming from our backgrounds, right? Indigenous backgrounds. You know, Asian indigenous backgrounds, Southeast Asians who are riding bikes, who are riding Harleys. And that's not usually the typical, you know, person that you may see on a Harley. So we kind of are cut from a different, you know, cloth, obviously, culturally speaking. But we have this common tie that we love to ride. We like Harleys. That's very big in our common ties, obviously, is riding bikes, right? But also, as far as, like, us being the minority or, you know, it's becoming a larger part of the Harley culture, and the demographics of us are actually only getting bigger as we speak, so. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the Pacific Savages, I think, are are really kind of leading the way. I mean, you know, obviously, I'm a part of the organization now, but I could see it when I wasn't a part of it, that it seems like you guys are, you know, have a, a pretty strong vision. And you guys, you know, obviously set high expectations. It's not easy to get into this club, right? I mean, it's a, it's a very difficult path. Yeah. And maybe that's something you can talk about, even though, yes, the Pacific Savages have a lot of strong numbers, but it's not easy to get into this club. Well, why did you join? Well, what made you want to join? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, a lot of what you guys talked about, the fact that, you know, the, the culture aspect of it, um, you know, being around people who are, are more like you, in terms of, you know, the food that you eat, the way that, you know, you think about the world, your perspective, your outlook. And for me, you know, even though I'm not an Islander, you know, I'm native, uh, our cultures are very similar. You know, indigenous cultures, whether it's your Southeast Asian or your Hawaiian or your Filipino, we all have that, that common tie together that we have this love for our culture, right? And that's kind of what makes us unique. And what I love about the Pacific savages is that you can be who you are first and foremost as a savage and nobody tries to take that from you. And I think that's a beautiful part of the club, right? And I think that's what probably draws a lot of people in, 
lot of people I talk to who, who join the club, you know, they mention the culture component to it. I mean, obviously, yes, you know, you have, we were talking about this early Chino man about MC protocol and how you have to carry yourself a certain way and you have to understand the rules of this MC culture that we're in. Some, sometimes that doesn't fit in line with our, our own personal culture, but we have to follow those rules as well. But the fact that we have so many members who come from these unique backgrounds, man, I think that makes us really unique and very powerful as well. And yeah, I think that's definitely. what's going to continue to make the Pacific Savages a very unique organization. Yeah. yeah. All right. That, yeah, definitely the variety of members that we have and what their backgrounds are. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely been interesting. I mean, we were a huge melting pot, um, again, just with people's different backgrounds and what, the, what everyone brings to the table, um, and how we all kind of find that common, that common tie in the middle, um, that brings us all together. I think that's, yeah, that, that's definitely something that keeps me here. All right. Well, you know, so obviously I'm Native American. People who are familiar with the show, the Seven Generation Podcast, we talk a lot about, you know, indigenous issues. So why don't you guys just tell us, what, what is your, your ethnic background? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Filipino. Um, my, uh, I, I just kind of looked a little bit into the lineage of where my family's from. My great-great-grandfather was, was white, Irish, and I was told recently that um, there's, there's some Native um, I, I do need to dig in a little bit deeper about it, but uh, on, and then on my other side of the family is, is a little bit of Spanish uh, with Filipino, full Filipino. So um, it's kind of where I'm at right now. Still digging into it, but um, so you're still on that journey, kind of looking into your. I'm always your, on that journey. Yeah. yeah, and then the further I dig into it, the more I'm I'm finding out and you know keeping that interest going. So. There you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. Filipino, um, raised in Southern California, um, for the most part, but yeah, Pinoyoko. All right. Chino man. Uh, Filipino Hawaiian, you know, all my family migrated from the Philippines and moved to Hawaii early age, raised up, had the kids and all my parents were born and raised Hawaii. I'm born out here in California. So all, right. all right. We got clips. Clips. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your ethnic background here? Um, just Filipino. <laughs> yeah, just, one just, thing i'll say this just all right, filipino, all right. That's it, so we do we do have a lot of filipinos in this club yeah, <laughs> yeah just sure. just filipino 100 that's it nothing else. if there if you if there's wow. any filipino riders out there that are listening to this you'll fit you'll fit in you'll fit in very well oh, yeah. in the pacific savages motorcycle club my man over there sitting in the the barber chair yeah boogie yeah you guys can what, what is boogie what is he He's from Delano. I know that. Yeah, he's from, he from <laughs> Central he's from, Cali. He's from Central Cali. Yeah, he a little so different. He, he, <laughs> so he definitely Filipino. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One thing I do want to circle back to is yeah, um, I absolutely. think um, you guys brought it up is we're, we're a pretty big uh, melting pot, and that's absolutely the case. I mean, we have people from all ethnic descents that's in our club active members right now. Um, the biggest thing that we do preach is that they embrace our culture so we can embrace theirs. So it's a catch-22 thing, right? So if I have someone that's coming to, into my tribe personally that's not Islander or Southeast Asian or whatever, you know, we teach him the ways of you know, our culture, and at the same time, we get to learn and take away from him. So it's not always a give-give-take situation. It's always going to be a give-and-take. So that's what you know, the main things that drew me again to this club was embracing our culture and learning other cultures and just basically being, uh, being able to practice it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. 100%. I mean, that's what I, I feel like is very unique about the Pacific savages is that we're, first of all, everybody's very welcoming to the club, you know, got a lot of, a lot of alpha alphas in the club, but still everybody is super, super cool. And, um, you can be who you are. You can truly be who you are. You can embrace who you are. And, you know, you could put that first in the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club. And I think for a lot of Islanders, for, you know, Native Americans, at least in the MC world, and maybe Chino Man, you can you can speak to this because, you know, you're a little older. You're not quite an elder yet, but, you know, you've been around the scene for a minute. I mean, this really wasn't our thing, right? Uh, being in, in the motorcycle club scene. This is something that, you know, we kind of had to put aside uh, our Polynesian, our Native American culture, our Asian culture to be a part of the MC world. So maybe talk a little bit about that transition from that old way of doing things to this newer, newer way where you, there is a place for us. We have our own lane now. Correct. So at the beginning, we we're doing a lot of, uh, you know, networking at the Polynesian shows, you know, we'll go out there, we'll do, you know, our own stuff. We'll do barbecue, hit the Polynesian show and meet people. But, you know, after a while, we start growing, we get bigger. A couple people start reaching out. You know, people ask questions like, hey, come in. They're inviting us to their bike night or their events. Well, like I said, that's the thing that you do. When you have that MC part on your back, that's some of the protocol. And that's the practices we should be doing, getting to know our local area, getting to the good groups that we could interact with and, you know, and show them what we're about. So by the end of the day, we all know our culture, you know, we're everybody around the Pacific Rim and we embrace them as long as they embrace us. But also, too, you know, we're in this patch on our back. You know, we bought bikes, too. We run, you know, we, we have events and, you know, we're out there, too, doing what everyone else is doing as well. So, you know, we network out there and talk to the people and, you know, kind of express who we are out there and what we're, our club represents. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good point. And that's what, why we're here really to not just, you know, talk about the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club and, you know, our history and what's unique about our organization, but we have, you know, the, the SoCal Pacific Sovereignty Run. This is our second annual in SoCal. And it's a big part of what you're talking about, right? Being uh, able to put on display the best of our cultures and to come together and to invite others who may not know much about, say, the Polynesian, you know, uh, community to come out and to see what it's like to be able to hang out with us and have a little bit of fun, you know, um, share in some some drinks, break some bread and whatnot. Um, and so what I want to know is why is this event so important? What makes it unique? Uh, what can you say that might kind of draw people's interest into uh, maybe coming out to the PSR? Well, this idea was brought along a while ago. Um, you know, we, we know we're from an island uh, club, and we deal with other island, um, you know, MCs or uh, nonprofits or work with other organizations. But this is the first time that all of them are together and actually throwing an event together, a free event, you know, showing everybody like, hey, we all get along, and it's not just Filipino, Hawaiian, Tongan, no, it's everything, you know, and it's other clubs getting along. Even though that, you know, there might be politics involved or other stuff, we, you know, we can all get along. Why? We're Islander. We know how to bring something together. And this is what we're going to introduce to, to other people out there in California. So it was the first one we did last year, you know, in, so in Southern California. They do it in NorCal. 
And this is going to be our annual one, yeah? Our yeah. second one. It's We're beautiful. excited. And I like that idea of, of you know other people from outside of the Polynesian community. And the MC community can come enjoy a little bit of our culture as well. So we can kind of add to the MC community in our own way. Yeah, anything you guys want to add to that? Yeah, come for the Mac salad. I mean, our events have really, <laughs> has really good That's Mac salad. Right there, I promise no you right there. Either some kind of teriyaki chicken or Mac, or mac salad is going to be fire. I promise. There's definitely plenty of food. I mean, we, we all grew up kind of, you know, being able to go to any one of our houses. and Our family's welcoming you in. That's the same type of love mm-hmm. you're going to get no matter what. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the food is obviously, it's a big part of our culture. You know, I came into the Pacific Savages weighing like 190 pounds, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm fucking fat now. <laughs> I've gained like 25 fucking pounds in the last three, two years as a, as a Pacific Savage. You know, I, I, I swore I wasn't going to eat rice anymore. You know, I, <laughs> no, you can't be a Pacific Savage and, and, and not uh, partake, right? <laughs> and, and, and I, you know, I listen very well. You know, we talked a lot of people and the majority of what they're saying like man you guys really know how to throw a good event we have a great time your food is always killer yeah so they, and no you know doubt. that's a good thing again yeah, part, that's, of our, part of our culture psr is also going to be a really important event for us uh, not only us but also our community and that's kind of like a part of our identity is always be able always being able to throw community events or put in acts of service for the community. So this is a way for us to integrate further into society, normal society or civilian life, right? For them knowing what kind of people we are, what kind of club we are, and what we practice and what we're about. So this is also a very good way to do that too. That's a, that's a great uh, segue into what I wanted to talk about next is like, what, what do you guys do in the community? I mean, obviously you guys love to ride. You guys are a motorcycle club. We look cool. I mean, look at look at these guys right here. You guys, you guys look amazing, right? Um, but you guys are out in the community, and you guys are are serving the community, right? That's a big part of what we do. So maybe you can share a little bit about how the Pacific Savages are giving back. So I'll I'll let Breads kind of talk about that because a lot of what we've done recently within the AAPI community, I mean, I, I give it I give it to him. I mean, he's. He's brought a lot of that recently. 100%. Um, some of our other brothers, they, they've got their connections too. And, you know, it's been a very collaborative effort. But um, No, he, he's, he's being been, really humble because at the time when we started this whole AAPI community work that we've been doing ever since the whole Asian hate thing from COVID, right? He actually, this guy's received two, he's a, he's a recipient of two awards from the city himself. So <laughs> he's being a little humble. <laughs> but yeah, we, we do a lot of work with the AAPI community. And uh, I think for me, again, like when I said, you know, one of the reasons why I joined was to find something bigger than myself, right? And while I found the Savs, I also found that I really like serving my community and, you know, my peoples. So we've done a lot for anywhere from like doing like security patrolling ourselves, walking down the streets of K-Town or downtown late it. at night. We've done that. Um, we've done a lot of rallies and marching. We've done a lot of fundraisers, um, victim events. We've done a lot of victim benefit, uh, benefit events. Um, we've, we actually are with a, a nonprofit called AAPI United. And also he's the same chairman, James Meyer for Rotary Club. So we do a lot of work with them. And um, we've actually been recognized from Los Angeles County. We've received awards from the city council and the mayor. Yeah, you guys have been putting in a lot of good work. I mean, you know, that's obvious. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what was happening in the Asian community. I mean, there's there's a reason why people are out there marching and talking about stop the Asian hate. So what was taking place that, you know, was necessary to get this movement going? I think, um, you know, 
it, it wasn't just happening here in SoCal, but I mean, a lot of a lot of attacks were happening up in NorCal. So everything down from from SoCal to NorCal, our brothers were we're all getting involved with these um, these community events, these outreach events. Um, but in terms of what was happening, uh, I guess our elderly were getting attacked. Um, our elderly Asians, uh, you know, like like our grandmothers, our grandfathers, you know, people that that look just like us, they were all getting attacked, you know, for bullshit reasons. I mean, there was no reason. Um, it, it, it was a it was a sad thing. It was a big cause that you know that affected all of us, um, not just culturally, but I think you know not just anybody within the Asian or the, the Islander Pacific Islander culture, but everyone in general, you know, was affected by this. And um, that's right. We you know took it upon ourselves to make it a point to be involved with the community and let let you know common common minded people within our culture or indigenous culture see that there's a need you know, for, for you to voice your concerns um, and to let them know that we, you know, they're not alone in this, that yeah. we're there for them, um, you know, and other people are encouraged to to look out for each other as well. So that, that's kind of the mission. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that. I mean, I, I know at the, the time where COVID uh, came about, you know, I was, I was still teaching in the classroom and I know a lot of my, my Asian students were really nervous at the time because they were getting a lot of hate. And this is, you know, right before, you know, all these assaults started to, to happen. And, um, you know, some of the, the videos that came out were pretty devastating. And the fact that, that our elders were being attacked was just pretty fucking appalling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, generally, before this whole Asian hate thing, I'm pretty sure that, you know, non-Asians or Pacific Islander people or cultures thought that we were pretty much the subservient model minority in America. Mm -hmm. And basically, people would think like, oh, they're easy come, it's easy lick, let's just do it. But that's that's not the case. We're going to protect our people, especially our elders, because to us, you know, his elders, my elder, you know, we're not related, but his elders, my elder, my elders, his elder. So it has a lot to do with protecting our culture and our people's. Yeah, 100%. Chino, man, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, and, and that's the great thing about this organization, and it actually kind of made sense. You know, we have elders, we have family, and they're getting attacked in NorCal, Southern California. This is where we're at. This is where we're going to go, and we're going to help out. So we actually did a few walks um, in East L.A., and there was an attack over there on a lady. They called us up. We started patrolling their area the next night. Didn't really find anybody, but that's what we should do. You know, yeah. we should definitely stand up for our people and give them some help. This is what we represent out here. 100%, 100%. And that's just a, a small piece to what the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club has done over the years. I mean, obviously, you've been a part of a lot of charities. And I know a little bit about your history. I mean, you, you've, you've done a lot for the club. You know, you've done a lot for the community. Um, can you talk a little bit about just, you know, just how much work goes into this, you know, you know, People think, oh, we're just out there riding bikes and we're, you know, look, trying to look cool with our, our, our vests on and whatnot. But there's a lot that goes into being in a motorcycle club, especially if you want to be out in your community doing, doing the hard work. And I, I think that's the most important. The people who are staying here with doing a lot of time, we, we go through our ups and downs, but we're bringing things to the table. The community, um, we're doing the charity events and we're here, we, we see people come and go. It's not for everybody. But you know what? The ones that are staying here, we embrace them, we keep moving forward, and we keep building with them. 
Yeah. I mean, it's such a good point. You know, you know, the, I know it's kind of a cliche, but you know, people say, you know, this life isn't for everybody and it, but it really isn't. It's not for everybody. Some people think when they come into this, like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gun ho and I'm ready to go. And I'm always like, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. They go to our campout and they're gone the next day. Yeah. 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 It ain't for everybody. It's yeah. definitely a vetting process and you live and you learn, right? I mean, one person will join, he'll be all about it. He'll be all down on their yeah. bed. Whoop. And then all of a sudden oh, I can't go guys, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's definitely a thing that's, you know, needed in a process in order to become a full patch member or an USO is like we like to call it. You have to, uh, a knock for, you know, there's no time limit, but the knock stage is really most importantly for our prospects or our potentials to know what balances in life and how they can balance their typical family life, their working life and the club life. So it's all about balance, right? So some people are not really not, it's not that they're not cut out for this life, but they just couldn't fine tune that balance. You know, you need balance. For in sure. Life. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you got to have your shit together to be in a motorcycle club. Some people think, Oh, I'm going to go to a Marcus motorcycle club and then get my shit together. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, if you're having issues and your your brothers are are helping you out as a support system, that's one thing, right? But you gotta you gotta put in work to be a part of this, and you have to always be putting in work. And I tell people all that all the time. It's like once you get into the club, like that's that's often when the the real work starts. Some people oh, like, oh my 100%. god, hundred percent to say the least. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm like, I tell the Anox all the time. And and just to clarify too, um, we don't call our our prospects prospects. We call them Anox. You know, we have you know different terminologies that we use. But I tell them all the time, being an Anox is easy. Like you know, you just got to show up and help, and just you know, be of service, man. Just be of service. You know, try to jump in when, when, you know, you know, somebody's carrying something, you know, you go carry something too. Don't, don't wait to be told to do something. Just jump in. But you all know, because you all have been, you guys are chiefs. You guys are, are run, running chapters and tribes and you've done this for a lot of years. Like, I mean, there is a lot that goes into this. It's a lot of work. It's, you know, some family, you know, time is sacrificed. So maybe you guys can talk a little bit about that part of, of being in uh, the Pacific Savages. Um, so, you know, go, touching on that topic, I, I want to give a shout out to my, my wife, my old lady, because <laughs> she's the one who dealt with, you know, me putting in the work. She's been my backbone. And um, I, I can honestly say without that type of support system, you know, speaking for myself, at least without having her, you know, supporting this lifestyle, adjusting to this lifestyle and, and helping me find that balance. I think that's that's what's helped me a lot, especially being in the leadership position I'm in um, and, and just kind of being in this journey. So, I mean, I think, you know, the understanding here is, is balance and yeah. um, you know, it, it, it starts with what happens at home. I feel, I mean, for those of us that have, you know, wives and kids, um, you know, getting them, you know, for me, it was always communication, a hundred percent communication. Um, and just being, I mean, obviously giving her enough info, about what, where I got to be, what's going on, checking in. I mean, that's that was a little bit of the tough part of the, the but an easy part of the adjustment. Um, yeah. Simple things that that definitely help me stick around and um, progress within this club. Yeah, you're one of the, you're one of the lucky ones, man. You get the support from home. I mean, sometimes sometimes people don't get that, and that's yeah. one reason yeah. why I think a lot of members maybe just decide this isn't for them because they don't get the support, and that's it's really unfortunate because. 
you know, I feel like, you know, the, the things that we do are really important and it's really beneficial to all of our families in the end, even though maybe we do sacrifice a little bit of family time. Like I feel like for me and my family, I feel like we're benefiting from this. Yeah. Maybe I'm on the road. Yeah. I'm down here with SoCal doing this right here, but we're promoting our culture, right? right? We're protecting our culture. We're doing the good work and that's going to make, you know, your kids stronger as they grow up, they're going to look up to you because of the work that you've done. You know, same with breads and, and, you know, Chino man, you know, all the, um, the people that you've mentored, the people that you've guided, right. That you've educated. I mean, that's, that's, um, you know, it's very powerful stuff. And I think that's a, a part of what we do. That's kind of not really put out there enough is the fact that we're building future leaders, we're helping people build their businesses. I mean, you guys are, I mean, this guy right here has got a, got an empire. He's building an empire. And I know Chino, man, you got a new, new venture that you're working on. Yeah. We just and, opened up a printing company, you know, I come from the trucking industry. So yeah, we're all business owners, but I'll tell you what, with the club, you know, Ohana special, your family has to be fully into this. Oh yeah. Cause if not, Good you, you know, you're going to be bumping your head. Good point. Yeah. Nice. They got to be yeah. fully, fully in it. Yeah. And breads has all kinds of skills. I mean, you know, you, you bring, you bring to the table a lot. All you guys do, all you, you all you guys do. And, you know, I see that with a lot of, a lot of our members, like, you know, you guys do, do a lot in your personal life, uh, but you're willing to share that with the club. You know, you're willing to bring your skills to the table here to help build our organization and make it stronger. It's the satisfaction of sharing with others. The satisfaction of sharing with it. I love it. That's, right. <laughs> that's that part of right. our creed. So for those of you who may not be familiar with the club, that's part of our, our club. Can you guys say the creed? Can you guys do that? Go ahead, Chino. Go ahead. Member. <laughs> I already got Go ahead. Actually, Junior Uso. Yeah. Oh, we get the Junior Uso, Uso to say the creed. All right. I don't need the mic. Go, go, yell it. go yell it. Go yell it. No, be in the, into the mic. Into the mic. Into the mic. Yeah, into the mic. He's going to yell. He's going to laugh. I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't yell it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Yeah, say it. All right, just say it. Just say it. Just say it. Yeah, just say it. Yeah, let's do it. make you do it. Oh, God. Here we go. Deep down, it's about the passion for the ride. Our common ties to the Pacific, the mana, the spirit. We feed off each other and the satisfaction of sharing with others. We, the Pacific Savages, am soon. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what we're about. Who we? Man, yeah, All right, now do the haka. We got But we got we got a lot of spirit in the club. I mean, for sure. Um, but we have a lot of talented people. You know, obviously, um, you know, I don't want to keep you guys too long, but you know, we want to do um, you know, uh, a major shout out for the Pacific Sovereignty Run, the the PSR Again, what is the role of the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club in this event? Well, um, before we get into that, I just wanted to thank you personally for doing your podcast and, you know, educating you. the common public of what we are and what we do, because I know you have a pretty good, you know, platform to do it on. So I don't, I don't know if I've ever thanked you, but thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do, guys. Honestly, I love this shit. I really do. And uh, I love the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club. I love what you guys do. Obviously, I'm a part of the organization now, but, you know, um, uh, when I started my podcast, it, it was really awesome to be able to sit down with the club and to learn about the club and just to see you all like growing, to see, you know, people like yourselves, 
becoming chiefs and, and doing your thing. Chino man, 11 years in the club, Appreciate like man, around. still, still building, you know, these young men up into leaders. I mean, it's, it's really, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, all we can do is uh, just hope that we're doing the right thing, which we are. We're networking and growing and uh, keeping the movement, you know, going, going forward. And we're glad that you're around because now we could actually spread it out to the world, you know, and people actually hear us. And maybe there's some side of that we're saying that that is part of them, part of their culture and how they're raised. Yeah. An- another thing, too, is um, if you're in Southern California and, you know, you've been wanting to contact a SAV and you just can't get a hold of us or anything, um, the PSR event on June 17th is going to be the perfect time. Um, besides that, you can go to our website. We have a contact us form. And also you can go to any of our uh, tribe Instagrams or the organization's Instagram and shoot us a DM. Or you, you can go to Facebook and shoot us a DM. Um, from there, um, yeah, just get to know us, get to check us out. And we would love to get to know you guys and get to know everybody else more. Yeah, don't be afraid. Don't don't be afraid to walk up to somebody with our patch and just start talking to them, man. Everybody is really cool in the club. So if you're listening to this, you're interested in learning more about the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club, the best thing to do is talk to a member. If you see a member, speak to a member. Uh, like Brad is saying, reach out on the website. What's the website again? Uh, PacificSavagesMC.com. And I think there's a dot, dot, org. dot org. Dot org, yeah. There's, yeah. Actually, there's two of them. There's a dot com to dot org still. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you want to add some to that? No, no, I was, I was, I mean, you touch base on it. I was going to say, you know, don't be afraid to approach us. I mean, we're all happy-go-lucky people. I mean, culture-wise, we're welcoming. So, Well, well some of, some some of y'all of are happy-go-lucky. Some are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, one thing I do want to, uh, you know, give you guys an opportunity to, to speak on, you know, before, you know, we close this uh, this session up here is – how how difficult has it been for the club to maintain this path that that they're on? I mean, obviously, it's not easy. I mean, the the motorcycle club community, and you had mentioned it earlier, Chino man. There's politics, right? There's politics and everything, right? Correct. So, um, you know, it's not like you know Islanders and uh, you know people from the Asian American community. Um, it's not like a lot of us ride Harleys, right? But there's a lot of Pacific savages, but there's a lot of hard work that went into paving this road here. So maybe you could just tell us a little bit about that and, um, and tell us why you think we've been able to do this so long in the way that we've been in the way that we've done it, which is pretty much to stand on our own. Well, I think we held our ground. Obviously, you know, we, we have an MC patch on our back, so we're a motorcycle club. So, I mean, going out there, talking to these other identities and clubs, you just got to make sure that, you know, they're the right fit for you and the path that we're, you know, giving out to everyone else. We, um, we, it, it was a hard bound. Everybody, all the tribes, all the counties, they hit a lot of events in their local area and they're doing what they need to do in their local area. What's, what's good for their tribe. And, um, it was a hard road. But as of now, I mean, people know us. A lot of clubs know us. A lot of people know us. Everyone out, out of the States as well, where our, where our other tribes are, they're getting to know them as well. And um, no, it's not an easy thing, but you got to be consistent. You got to go out there, shake hands, hit all the events that are a fit for your club and the path that you're trying to show people. Yeah, and um, shout out to all the tribes that's in NorCal and out of state. I mean, you know, 
Uh, they also put in a lot of work. I mean, everybody works in this club, right? So big, big shout out to them, especially to the tribes that in, a, in the state, particularly by themselves. So you shout out to them. Yeah, 100%. Buzz, something you want to add to that? No, I think, I think Chino, man, being the OG, man, more respect to you. Thank you for all you've done. I love mean, all being you guys. here and teaching us the way. So, I mean, we we're blessed to have OGs that like Chino Man that have um, you know showed us how to continue this going, and, or uh, you know showed us how to keep pushing this forward. Um, and and a lot of us who are here now, uh, I guess the newer generation, um, you know, just kind of spreading that word and uh, keeping the, the same message within the Pacific Savages. So that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, well, you know, just looking at, you know, what I'm seeing, I feel like, you know, the the SoCal, um, you know, tribes are definitely in good hands. We have a lot of wise people down here. Um, like Chino Man uh, brought up, it, it takes a lot of time, effort, and yes. to, you have to get out there, right? Yeah, you got to be you, you wear that MC cube on your back. You know, you can't hide behind your culture, and that's, that's something right. that we don't. And, you know, we, we do, yes, we're a culture club, but we're also part of the MC culture, as well and, right. and that's one thing i think our organization never forgets that and we have to go out there and put in work and and make sure that we earn that that patch every single day i mean yeah. re- regardless right. of leadership or whatever role we're personally in it, it doesn't really matter because you know we're always learning we're always earning right. we're always learning it never stops that's right yeah and you have to earn that patch every single day right every yeah day. man every day oh, yeah. Yeah. harder to keep it yeah yeah, yeah it's harder sure. hard, yeah it's 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 it, it's hard to, it's damn hard to get it, but it's even harder to keep That's it, right? right. That's right. Good <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I want to give you guys an opportunity before we go. I don't know. Just share a story, something that I think our, our listeners will find interesting. It could be something, a trip that you guys went on, something you guys did. I don't know. Maybe your bike broke down and I, I who, who knows what. Tell us, tell us something that would be interesting. It could be, you know, we could do three stories and do one story. I don't, I, let, well, let's, let, let me start with it. I'm going to have him finish because <laughs> Oh, you guys got a story? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Let's hear it. So we went to one of our mandos last year in uh, Capuano Land, which is uh, Sin City, Vegas, right? And on the way home, this guy broke down. (laughs) Tell him what you did on the side of the road in the busy highway. Oh, gosh. Um, One of our bros, Maui, uh, who was here at the last episode, um, he rides around with a bump box. Not to to (laughs) shout out the company or anything, but he's got a, a, a Bluetooth speaker that he uses as a sound system. We had to wait for the tow truck to pull up. He had a microphone. We sang karaoke off the side of the road. Just to kill the time, pass the time. And I think there's videos of it in the Savages FB page, bro. Truck driver over here gets all pissed off at us. Yeah. But, I mean, that, you know, that we, make, we make do with what we have. Um, but yeah, that was, that was definitely well. One of well, the here's the deal: we like to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, man, that's one thing. If you hang out with us, you're gonna have a good yeah. time. You're gonna yeah. have a really, really good time. That's one thing I, 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 I noticed right off the bat about the club, man. Yeah. Is that man? Uh, we are savages. <laughs> <laughs> we live a savage lifestyle. Yeah. So, um, and Chino, man, what you got? I mean, come on, man. You've you been know, in the you've been uh, in the club for eleven oh, yeah. eleven and, and years. You got honest, a good story. On my on my note was. My buddy right here, our number two in Malka, is a good guy of mine, and we're coming down from up north. Shout out, Boogie. Shout out to Boogie. We're coming down up north, riding side by side, and unfortunately, accidents happen. That's the hard part. We gain friendship. We gain brotherhoods. These dudes are like my brothers, and unfortunately, he went down very bad. I was on that ride that day. How I 
You were I on that ride. On you that were ride. in the beginning. Yep, I started off the, with you the guys. The feelings that I have, I'm getting chicken skin about it. This is my brother. I don't want to see him going anywhere. They're all my family. So we gained these relationships, and it's serious out there. That's right. When we ride, we don't ride ride all. You know, we, we ride a ride. We ride our way. My brother's from NorCal. My dude's from Vegas. You guys already know how we get down. So just, to, you know, just be careful. Say goodbye to your Usos. Love them. Hug them. Give them the ha. You never man, know thank out you, there. Thank you for that reminder, Chino, man. There's a lot of accidents that have That's happened. That's right. I love to ride, and, I'm, you know, I'm a truck driver. I'm a navvy now. All about safety, but shit happens, man. Yeah. You never know when the last time you're going to see your Uso. Man, it's so true, you know, and and I, and, and pe- we, are, we are known for being some of the best riders out there, too. That's one thing that the Pacific Savages don't just go out there and wash their bikes. I mean, if you're going to be in this club, you're going to ride your bike. Correct, yeah. And, and you're going to ride hard, right? And yep. so, uh, but I remember that day that, that we left from, from NorCal, and, uh, you, and you never know. You just never know. Never know, right? man. You never know. So for, so for those of you out there in your, your cages, your trucks, your cars, your, your Priuses or your, your Teslas, whatever, watch out for, for, uh, <laughs> motorcyclists. Now, autopilot don't work, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't put that shit on autopilot. Hell no. Um, you know, because, uh, it's, it's dangerous what we do. Yeah, it right. really is dangerous. And it's not dangerous because of us. It's really dangerous because of other people out right. there. Who yeah. Shout out, out uh, Chuck. Shout out Haka. Uh, the, they've been down recently. So, you know. We're we're trying to be there for them daily, so shout out to them. Yeah, and you know we've we've lost brothers in the club. Yeah, yeah. we have lost brothers, and you know, um, you know what we do is very dangerous. And I, I know every time I know every time I leave my family, I always make sure to, to give everybody a big hug because you just never know. You never know. I mean, obviously, we love what we do. It's about the passion for the ride, right? It's about the passion for the ride. But you know, being on on two wheels isn't safe all the time yeah right it's not might take our life one day you know and yeah gotta look back and always like i said thank you and you know don't don't be uh, ill feelings with your brothers man hug say goodbyes and no matter how you feel you never know that's right absolutely and yeah um yeah so you know we got a couple minutes left here you know is there anything y'all want to add i mean you know i mean you guys have done a great job today obviously um i could sit and talk to y'all all night long but, um, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but anything you want to add to the show, again, this is a seven generation podcast. We want to bring people the stories that you're not going to get anywhere else. I mean, where else are you going to go to be able to, to hear about an organization like the Pacific Savages? So is there anything you would like to share with us? Um, I, I do have one more story. Yeah, let's hear um, it. Let's hear it. A small experience I had. Um, I, it, it had to do with me visiting... Oahu and and our our brothers out there, um, riding the whole island with them. That I, I think that was that was one of the experiences that I'll never forget. And and what I felt, you know, at that moment, kind of grounded me within this club. Riding along the coast of Oahu, feeling the mana from the sun, just being with your brothers. Um, I had some footage that I shared on my my Instagram, and um, I look back on it sometimes and. You know, just that vibe, just that whole moment, uh, just being out there. I think, you know, that's that's what solidified everything for me. I was already full patch by then, but um, yeah, man. I mean, being able to to share that with some of my bros here that haven't had that opportunity, I think, you know, that that's kind of where the origins of this club started. Um, and uh, 
that's that right there was was a game changer for me. So yeah. I encourage any of our brothers who, you know, are able to go out to Hawaii or or any similar islands um, and, and, you know, just hop on a motorcycle with your bros and just really kind of just submerse yourself in that type of experience. Because I think that's what, you know, the other the other aspect. Of this. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, I hear this a lot about Hawaii. Like, man, you got to go. Everybody says that. Oh, man, Chino it's man, I mean, It's super yeah. cool. I mean, one time over here in the tribe, you know, after a while, five to six years, you know, uh, membership, money in the bank, Malka tribe was actually sending two members every other year. Wow. And two members every other year. We'll get them the round trip ticket, get them a flight. We have family out there. All stay, no worries. Just, you know, food money. Food money, party money, you know, get to go around the island, get to see the toy run. It's on the second um, beginning of the December every year, and it's insane. You wouldn't even know there's, there's ten to 15,000 bikes on the island. They come from all over, all yeah. the islands in, in Hawaii. So it's a really special time, and we're out there. We got brothers out there doing their thing. Uh, yeah. It's also really fun to ride with L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you don't like traffic, bro. <laughs> you know, that's one thing. And, and, you know, going back to what we talked about, that this is a dangerous thing that we do. I mean, you guys ride in the most dangerous fucking place in the world. I mean, it's, it's crazy. We you are guys the deal danger with. on the roads. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys deal with this traffic, man? That's what I want to know. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, that's one thing that I do notice, though. I do want to say, man, like, we are blessed out here in our in the rides that, that we go on, the lands that we ride. That's true. The roads are super cool. That's real talk. You know, coming from Hawaii, and I bless my guys, and I love it, but, man, we get it out here. I mean, our riding, our mountains, you know, everything is really cool to ride, yeah. so... That's one thing the Savs do do is we ride. So yeah. we, definitely, right. yeah. we yeah. definitely put miles down. Yeah, if you want to be a part of if you want to be a part of the Pacific Savages, you have to want to be on your bike. Yeah, you got to ride. Yeah, I think in my first thirteen months in in the club, I, I put over twenty thousand miles on my bike. That's you it. That's, <laughs> hey, that's a lot. Hey. You did a good job. God damn! I'm just kidding. Bro. <laughs> No, you, I was always you, surprised you to see you at Pule or whatever. I was like, hell, this guy really rode out here. Hey, we man. get there by 8 a.m., so I think to my head, I was like, dude, what time did this guy leave his house, bro? Like 3.30? <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, I, I, uh, uh, I learned about the whole idea. It's about passion for the ride. I mean, exactly. you know, riding up in the bay. Because, you know, where I come from, I'm out in the valley. I mean, there's just nothing about you know, cows and fucking dairies and shit. Yeah. And just, it's wide fun. open, right? Wide and open. You're not, you don't have to really split lanes. And... You know, riding up into the bay or, you know, I mean, Boogie, you know about riding down here. It's a completely different experience. Shit, I almost died last year, Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, let me tell you all a funny story. Okay, so check <laughs> this out. So the first time I rode, I think this was the first time I rode with, um, well, I've, I rode with the Pacific Savages with another organization I was with. I won't mention their name. Um, but um, the first time I had a chance to ride with some savages was on a trip to SoCal. Okay. It was a a trip to San Diego and we hit traffic at some point in time. And man, we're splitting lanes and I'm like, I'm going to fucking die. I I really thought I was going to (laughs) die. I really thought I'm like, I'm not even going to make it home. Right. I'm not going to make it home. So, so I made, I made it. Isn't it fun? (laughs) Oh man. It it, it was something else. So I, well, I did make it. I made it to the hotel room. I was like, okay, this is, this is cool. And then we went out that night, had some fun. And I, I went back to the hotel room 
And this is no lie. I was like so dialed in on that trip, splitting lanes. Like when I closed my eyes, all I could see myself was splitting lanes. <laughs> I fucking dreamed the whole night. I had dreams of splitting lanes. Like it was yeah. that. It was that terrifying. I mean, as fast as they were going. Like, man, I had never ridden like that before. I had never had an experience like that. And then on the way home, who do I ride with? Buddha. So. Oh, I already know what you went through. It was fun. Oh, fast, 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 fast. And uh, that was the first time I really had a chance to ride with him. And we rode from San Diego um, and we split off near Bakersfield. But I think we left like at. I don't know. It was after, it was like 5.45 when we really took off in the gas station. I walked in my home before 10. I mean, I was inside. That's right. That was the fastest trip. It don't take much. That's That's how we get it. Holy shit. That's how we should ride. Okay. So for those of you who are thinking about, you know, maybe joining this club, just so you know, (laughs) that's what your experience is going to be. You're going to learn how to ride. And now, and there's no going back now. And so I have some guys, you know, that I'm working on with the club and, you know, I, they, they tell me I'm out of control. Like, man, you're, you're right out of control. You ride too fast. And I'm like slowing it down. You know, I'm like, I'm not even thinking I'm going fast. Yeah. So there is a, there is a, uh, a socialization process that every savage goes through. Right. Right. With, right. with learning how to ride the savage way. Right. And, and that's, yeah, the, that's, that's the majority part. of us. A lot of the guys, they ride really well side by side. No some doubt. ride way quicker, but if you got the certain guys riding in front, no, we're all going. Yeah, I'm not, no. you know, going to get left behind. Yeah. We have a story. We did a, a poker run in Temecula, and we're, we're leaving Temecula Harley, and Buddha was coming down, and he was with us. And, uh, yeah, we got a call from aunties and uncles, and why are you guys splitting traffic at 100-plus? And it was nuts. There's like 60 of you, and I'm like, yeah, at least you guys saw us. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a certain, you know, that, that's kind of how we ride. And yeah. not all of us, but you know what? I, I find it safe. And uh, we never try to push the limits. Everyone dives in that hole and, and splits on their own. But yeah. you know, we do it as safe as possible. 100%. Yeah. No. I've, uh, I've, yeah. I've definitely learned how to push my limits riding with Cheetah Man. <laughs> yeah. That's um, how the old schools do it. Cheetah Man, actually, Chino man knows how to ride. Yeah, Cheetah yeah. Man, for man. sure. Cheetah Man knows how to fucking ride a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Brad's? I, yeah, yeah. I've had a chance to ride with Brett. Brett knows what he's doing on, yeah, a, on a motorcycle. Very well. yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one thing, like, honestly, like I have mad respect for a lot of people in the club just because of the riding skills. Right. Right. You know, if you, if you ride with us, you're going to become a better rider yeah. and you're going to, you're going to become yes. a safer rider too. For sure. Yeah, so Guaranteed. just real quick. So the story I wanted to share. So I actually been riding dirt bikes since I was in sixth grade, uh, 19. I got my first street bike and, I used to be a stunt rider and everything, and I was like, oh, I, I ride. I ride. And then Chino Man, first thing he says, oh, you ride? I said, yeah. He said, oh, we'll see. <laughs> I said, bet. Let's do this. <laughs> Holy Wait, crap. I, I had, I had, I had, yeah. I had, like, my bike. It was totally different setup. After I rode with him, I said, oh performance bagger let's do this let's go so it, i had literally switched up my whole build on my bike because riding with this guy because i couldn't keep up like but chino, chino man rides yeah, he rides there's yeah. uh there's a few video of uh savages riding on um, instagram and facebook so just uh feel free to go on our social media platforms and you can see how we ride and uh more so you know how we ride and what it's all about yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. So much love and respect to my people up in Mono Land. You know, they schooled me, and um, you know, I had a lot of I had a lot of good I had a lot of good moments with with them on the road. Um, Yeah, they they definitely changed me forever, (laughs) and I'm glad to be alive. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, you know, we we are definitely. Um, you know, individuals who are going to be out on our bikes. I mean, you're going to put a lot of miles on your bike. And, you know, if you're not willing to do that, really, it's not the club for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I must agree on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got to ride. You know, we won't leave anybody behind, but we're going to ride. Absolutely. So, man, let's bring in Puna. Where's Puna at? Puna, did she disappear? Right. Here you go, sis. Yeah, let's, bring, right, sis. let's, let's bring her in over here. Ms. We want her just to just so, so, Puna, just just real quick, and we're going to take a quick break here. You guys just re- oh, relax. You guys relax right here. You just want to bring her in. You know, this is uh, the brains behind the operation right here. And we're gonna do we're gonna do a separate podcast together. But I want her to just to uh, just to say, you know, you've been able to listen to us, Puna, for the last hour. Um, I just want you to add something to you know help us close off the show. I want to mention our sponsors as well before I, I let you you know say a few words. You know, the sponsors for the PSR again that's taking place on Saturday, June seventeenth, two thousand twenty three. We have Attorney Jeff. Uh, Torque Law, Shark Squad, and DMS. Those are our four sponsors for the PSR. Big shout out to them. You know, there's a lot of people that are participating in this event, a lot of amazing vendors. I have a list of vendors, and I can't mention all of them, but there's some amazing vendors that are coming to this event. So, Pona, first of all, what's it like to work with the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club? You got them right here in the room. Anything you want to tell them, anything that you want to want to say about the MC and this event? And don't forget to hold the mic close up here so that way we can hear you. Okay, so, uh, man, what is it like? In the beginning, I'm going to say my strength was my ignorance. Um, I was able to present myself confidently, uh, and then I soon realized that these guys are about what they were just talking about. They're about family. They're about respect. They're about honor. Um, I feel like I gained about 900 brothers. <laughs> A couple of bronchals, but, uh, you know, for the most part, I, I feel like I just ha- inherited a, a huge family. Um, all the events that we've done together, I, I'm amazed, Yeah, you know, um, how you, how you were saying the Anox are the savages versions of prospects. That whole system looks totally different than what I was aware of. Yeah. You've got, you've got young men approaching you to take out the trash, to help vendors set up, to, you know, just just be of service. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you get a lot of help. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna I get, get a lot of help. You're gonna get a lot of a help. Lot yeah, of if help. you're gonna if you're gonna be in a knock in this club, you better be ready to put in some work, right? And that's what I kind of describe your process, right? Your knock process. You have you you hang over uh, grandma grandpa house. You go to auntie and uncle. Well, what do you do? We done eating. You clean the goddamn plates, put it away. Word. You know, it's and, yeah, and that's how our guys work with yeah. other uh, other people. So if we're involved, the help is there. Everything gets done fast. Kind of makes the job easier. Yeah. So can I just say boohoo on you for pulling me in? That was a hard <laughs> act to follow. I was just like, no, I'm not. Oh, they say did a good. Tonight. Hey, I'll, let me just <laughs> say, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that you know some of the guys have kind of wandered off, but you know they did it outstanding. This was a really they great. Really this is a great really show did. right now. This out. is a damn good show that you guys, uh, you know, put on right here, and I think the listeners are going to get a lot from it. And 
um, you know, nothing but respect to y'all for coming yeah. out here to the seven generation podcast. I mean, we want to be able to share a little bit about what we do, how we give back to the community, but also to let people know that, Hey, we are approachable as well. Right, you know, right. we're not, Absolutely. we're not, uh, you know, some of the guys in the club, I will say do look a little scary and you know, our <laughs> bikes are fucking loud as right. hell. Right. Um, and people don't really get the culture sometimes. But if they come out to the PSR, they're gonna see they're gonna see a lot more than just the motorcycle club scene, right, Puna? They're gonna see a lot yeah. of Polynesian culture. There's all kinds of Polynesian of culture vendors, uh, uh, performances. Maybe you can kind of speak to that just real quick. Um, so, I started off in the small business area, trying to provide a platform for people who really came out of their shell during COVID, because they realized, you know, I can't leave my financial status in in the hands of anybody else at this point. So I saw a lot of families uh, coming out of the woodworks, doing arts, doing crafts, and I naturally gravitated towards Pacific Islanders. Yeah. Um, And when that community of mine started to grow, then I started to work more closely with the Pacific Savages. And what I'm learning now um, you know, but almost almost two years now working with you guys is that you have a really powerful vehicle to do some really good work, and no that's doubt. what the PSR a good point. means to me. You know, that's that's a good what point. I was sold on. Um, I know that back home on the Hawaiian Islands, um, they're really going through actual uh, sovereignty. In essence of the word, yes. right? Trying to take back the lands. Um, my brother, Indigenous Kiai Kimo and Mondo here are, are huge educators in that field. And we're going to get them on the show here in a little bit. So we're going to yeah. talk a little bit about the work that they do. Um, so when I heard those words, Pacific sovereignty, um, it fell in line with how I feel as, as a Hawaiian woman. Yeah. Um, in the sense that since I was born, since my mother was born, um, we, we've been existing in a culture that's been appropriated, which a lot of other cultures have experienced in our country, let's, be, right. let's be honest. Um, but unlike most other um, cultures that are a part of the United States, um, we are still recognized as a kingdom as a sovereign nation. That's right. And so the Pacific, the Pacific sovereignty run means the same to me in essence, that now we have a group of men coming together um, of many different nationalities uh, with ties to the Pacific to do exactly that in their way. There's many different forms of colonization and that tends to get rooted in the mind first. 100%. You know? yeah. So, when I heard about this, this I was I was sold. I mean, it was so powerful that never mind who put me in the room. We all knew who put me in the room. Um, when I heard the message that first meeting, I left there feeling like I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get invited back to the mansion, and that's what I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to I'm going to keep being of service that way because again, I see a very powerful vehicle for a lot of positive impact on our community, wherever yeah. we are. Yeah, it's such a good point. And that's really what, what this is about, right? It's about our communities. It's about the best of what we have to offer. And, you know, for, for a lot of 
for a lot of decades, for a lot of years, hundreds of years, you know, since the, the colonization period started, you know, there was an attempt to negate our culture, to suppress our culture, right? This is an opportunity now. We're living in an era where we can openly celebrate who we are, get back some of the things that we've lost, and truly be sovereign and free and, and practice what our ancestors want for us, which is sovereignty, right? Freedom. And yep. I think that that's a, the perfect title for this event, Pacific Sovereignty Run. It's about us, our own personal freedom, our, our, our journeys to understand who we are as indigenous people, and for us to be able to show to our children that this is something that they could be proud of. This is something that they could, can, you know, hold that they should hold dear, right. And something that we should be passing on to future generations, as opposed to how it was back in the old days when they told us, you know, you couldn't speak your language, you can't practice your religion, you can't do the things that made us unique and different from the rest of the world. And that's what, what I love about this event here is that it's about us celebrating what was taken away and what they attempted to destroy. And obviously it didn't work because here we are today, right? 2023, you know, practicing who we are, Pacific Sovereignty Run, we're going to have the best of our cultures coming together. Yeah. Amen. And that's what I really appreciate about your inclusion as a Native American. Your people have been going through this for a lot longer. Um, So it's very interesting to me that, um, our society is currently carving, craving uh, culture. That's right. And now we, we have this huge unity of, of Native Americans bonding with with Pacific Islanders. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, we're living in we're living in good times. You know, Chino Man was talking about it with me earlier about you know just some of the uh, the stuff that I try to do just to kind of share a little bit of the history and how people are craving that. People want to know about their background now. You know, we're living in a time where that one mindset, that one worldview, you know, people are starting to question that now. And they're starting to say, hey, maybe there's some other ways of looking at things. And there's other ways of, of seeing the world. And um, what I love about, you know, what we do in the Pacific Savages and what we do with these, these events that we put on is we show people that, man, our, our world is very special. And it's very important to us, whether it's protecting our elders, right, getting out there and making sure that that um, people in our community could freely do their thing without experiencing violence, or it's our, our children being able to come up and practice their dances and, and us doing our ceremonies, or us just being able to be who we are on two wheels, right? Yeah. And I think that's a, probably a great way to end the show. Again, this is the, the Seven Generation Podcast. You all got to come out to the Pacific Sovereignty Run. This is taking place again Saturday, June 17th. There's going to be you know, a lot of great food. There's going to be a kava ceremony, MC war games. Again, this is a free event, live music, live performances, family-friendly. says pet-friendly, so... If uh, you want to bring your your pets out, apparently uh, you can do that. <laughs> and uh, we're going to take a, a a quick break here. But I just want to thank the all of you, the Pacific Savages Motorcycle Club, Puna, for putting this together again. I was really excited to come down. You know, a couple of weeks ago, 
but I'm, 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 I'm like, I was stoked when I heard we we're going to be able to do this again. You were going to put this together. I was really happy. And man, y'all made I, it worth it. I was it. happy you wanted to. I was oh, sitting I was, at home I was wondering happy to do how, it. how can I ask him to do this again? Yeah. Little did I know you were sitting at home. I was sitting at home thing. going, damn, I got to, yeah. I got, how am I going to call Puna and tell her, can you please put this together? And it, you know, you guys did an outstanding job. Seriously. You, you guys did. really did. Thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. Us come to your home. Thank you so much. Appreciate and, um, you know, we'll come back and, and we'll do it again. I look forward to seeing what how this event turns out. I know it's going to be outstanding. I know, um, you know, the 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 young leaders of these tribes down here are doing an outstanding job, and I can't wait to see what the future is here in Southern California. Obviously, I'm not a big fan of the traffic, but I'm going to be down here to support 100. <laughs> percent <laughs> All right, you all. This is a Seven Generation Podcast. Y'all take care. Until next time. Peace.